knew it as soon as you moved your arms. He was locked in. Hello and welcome to The Shimmer. I'm John Bradley. And I'm Brian Batiste. And uh, we are back today to talk about another assortment of random shit and uh, Detective Pikachu, among other things that we've been watching. Yeah. Um, I guess we'll start off because it's so fresh in my mind and yours, maybe more so than mine. Uh, I watched, rewatched Hereditary. Yeah! And watched it with Lucy, who... Uh, if you didn't listen back to the Hereditary episode, where I believe we recall this event in graphic detail, um, after a day of Sunday fun day, maybe was it? That or Saturday, Patterday. Yeah, we were drinking in Red Bank um, in our previous location and um, decided to go see Hereditary that night. And we pulled Lucy out of a drunken slumber. We to both go, took naps. Yeah, to go watch yeah. Hereditary. By we both, I meant all three of us. And uh, she decided to, not decided, she forgot to put her contacts back in or have glasses. So we were already on route to like make this movie. So she ended up watching that movie. She went, she attended a hereditary podcast and we watched hereditary and got the shit scared out of us. Um, Yeah. You had seen it before, and then I really wanted to see it. But I also, if you're new here, hate scary movies so much. I've seen it probably four or five times all the way through now i'm at three now um but we decided to commemorate the one year anniversary of hereditary when i saw it on social media I was like oh hey how about tonight we sit down and watch it so we did yeah and she was able to pick up on some shit that me you know maybe she wasn't able to before because i'm such a fucking annoying nerd and was like remember this thing right here look at that here hold on let's go backwards you see when they first go into the house from the funeral if you just turn the volume up super high you can hear the footsteps and the basement or the attic uh, door closing because that's how quickly everything was kind of going in place. I did not know that. Yeah, there's tons of ridiculous Easter eggs in that movie. Maybe one day I'll read about it, but I'm also still so scared of it. Uh, the funniest part is that I watched it with two friends who had never seen it, and one of them wears glasses, and he even said, like, at some point during it, it was so spooky. He's like, I'm just going to take my glasses off so I can't see it. Yeah. And I was like, oh, that's just like Lucy. Because Lucy did not want to come with us, and we were like, no, She really on, didn't. Just, we really didn't. come on. We kind of uh, relied on peer pressure for that. We were like, come on, just get in the car. We're going. Uh, but, yeah, I just watched it again. It's the first time I've seen it since September of last year. Still just as scary, but it does get less scary as the uh, times go on, as the viewings go on. Uh, it's still insanely good. It's still crazy to me that it is his first film directing. And I think I'm just super excited for Midsummer. I've heard great things about Florence Pugh's work in Midsummer. I've heard great things about everything about Midsummer. I've heard that it makes uh, hereditary look like a Dr. Seuss thing or something like that. I forget the exact quote, but it was like it makes it look like nothing. I wouldn't buy so much into quotes like that because of hype machine shit. Mm -hmm. But I do believe the whole how it's structured well. It's very much like a two hour whatever two hour 20 minute thing and it kind of ramps up in intensity especially towards that last yeah you know what i mean so like i, I like that i'm not gonna be like oh my god like there's no way to compare them they're not the yeah. same thing they're in different universes everything else but i I'm, i've stayed away from everything i'm just gonna go yeah i'm go trying watch to avoid it. it um i am very surprised uh we were just re-watching it again and one of my friends brought up how much tony collette got robbed of an oscar i kept telling her like just the scene just from when spoiler alert if you haven't seen it now or listen to the episode when charlie dies in the first like 30 minutes 
the audio of her discovering the decapitated body in the car followed by her like unraveling in the bedroom like i want to die yeah like that that alone i was like yo give her give it to her or like the dinner scene the dinner scene we were specifically like because we kept kind of pausing it and talking about it as we went on we're all like super nerdy film people yeah they're no uh because you watch it with dana yeah, we watched it. It was like a college slumber party where a bunch of us got together and hung out and then oh, slept yeah. together. And I figured that would be the best time to re-watch the scariest movie ever. It's worth noting John is currently wearing a pink A24 <laughs> dad hat. Not even on purpose. Uh, I uh, Literally, we planned this hangout last minute and it was like, yeah, let's bring the podcast gear and talk about stuff. Um, but yeah, I like. it was cool to know when the scary parts were coming because then I was able to leave the room <laughs> like for her discovering Charlie mm-hmm. in the back of the car. I left, we were in like a studio almost. So like I could go to the kitchen and still be in the same area as the living room. Yeah. And I was like making a joke and I heard her scream and I was like, there it is. <laughs> Cause I was like waiting for it. I knew it was coming. Dude, that's it's scene, still amazing. Dude. That scene when he hits and he slams in the brakes and he refuses to look up in the rear view. That's and amazing he, to me. Like just that one tight shot that one lasts shot. way too long. Yeah. There are different stylistic things that they do in that movie. Just like they go out on a leap or on a whatever the phrasing is that I are on a ledge and it's just so good. And when I love that they did it when he's sitting in class and afterwards and he looks up and they show the rear view like in yes. the middle of the classroom and he's like, oh, like he's just that fucked up. Yes. And it just makes me more pumped for midsummer because I feel like it's going to be amazing. But again, I'm trying not to get too hyped up. Should I drop 50 bucks in that long sleeve now or what? You should. <laughs> they is it out. still on a two four? It's the, uh, the whatever the online ceramic, online ceramic, yeah. And it's only fifty bucks for the long sleeve. I think so, yeah. Dude, I might buy it. It's ignorant because it was fifty five for the the hereditary short sleeve. Yeah, and maybe it's the same price. Shipping. I don't know. It was something like well, that. Well, their long sleeves were like seventy five. So who knows? Also, my dad. Uh, I think we've talked about it on pod. It's this company called Online Ceramics. They do like a bunch of streetwear, fucking fashion. And they, out, they also their do, website looks like a fucking uh, Geo Cities spreadsheet. Yeah, it's so annoying. Um, it's like why I went try? To another uh, there's another website that was doing some collab, and I was like, I don't really care about you guys, but I want to see this shirt. And their their website was that same thing. It's like very much like, oh, remember uh, internet when it sucked? This is our website. It's like buying stuff on the dark web. Yes. Oh. Um, but uh, <laughs> I will say the uh, the guy I work with, uh, Vic. Yes. I was I forget why maybe I was referencing Hereditary or something, but I was like, dude, just fucking sit down. It's on Amazon Prime. You could literally pick the option to watch it in 4K. Take advantage of your TV. Watch that movie. And I got a text Wednesday night at like 10:43 saying, dude, what the fuck did I just watch? Yeah. Um. I think that it's such a good movie. I do agree with a lot of the thoughts that it's like the shining of our time because it's not a jump scare movie. It's literally what the fuck am I watching? What are my eyes perceiving? I do enjoy like like I'll watch it if I can get like my dad or something to watch. Yeah. Like I'll rewatch it just to see where they're at. Like oh my god, it is definitely one of those ones where you like know something is coming and you're kind of just looking to see how your your friends or family are reacting. It's never really jump scare ish. Um, the only jump scare is it's more like dread. It's more like the only jump scare is when it goes to a shot and you can vaguely see or faintly see like an old naked person. Which I I readjusted the TV before yeah. we watched it so I could make sure that in those dark yeah. scenes you could actually see it. When I showed it to my friend uh, the second time I watched it, I showed it to them. We were on tour and I had to show it to them on a shitty, shitty old hotel TV. Yeah. You couldn't see jack shit. 
And they did the same thing that uh, Lucy did, where they were like, it wasn't that scary. And I'm like, because you missed half of it. Because Just like you the hot see sauce the dark. wasn't hot. Right. Well, you need to be able to see the dark. By the way, Lucy has never had a PB&J sandwich. And she refuses to eat one right now. I don't understand it. Or play Uno. No, we're going to play Uno. She had never played Uno. And we're going to play Uno today. Yeah. Uh, other than that, I'm excited for Midsummer. I'm excited for that. I've been like randomly watching stupid shit more than serious shit. So I finished watching... Chernobyl. Go ahead. No, you're good. No, go. I finished Chernobyl. I want to ro- watch it again. I also want to listen to the podcast because everybody says that that's like an amazing thing to accompany it. You like how Russia doesn't like it so much they're making their own version right? and they blame like a CIA operative for like yep. sabotaging their nuclear system. I was talking to my dad, who is an old head. He would be a certified senior citizen, uh, a bona fide thug. And he said that the whole ordeal was that there were rumors that it was a nuclear test site, not for a power plant, but that they were testing the creation of nuclear bombs. And they let one off to be like, oh, whoopsie, it was just nuclear power plant. So that nobody knew like, yeah, we're making bombs, bitch. But again, it's all like conspiracy theory. Also, Bush did 9-11. That last episode is fucking solid how he like, when he finally tells the truth to everybody and he's going through and it's like, same reason why everything else happened. We did it for cheap. I didn't realize that was the last episode. I wish that they carried that same energy with the entire series. I mean, plus being, I mean, spoiler alert, watch Chernobyl on HBO. The fact they start with your main character killing himself. You're like, okay, well, obviously this doesn't end well, which we know it never was. But it's kind of fun to see that kind of come around where it's like yeah no like you're just gonna live we're not gonna kill you because everyone will know we did but right. basically you're you might as well be dead like I you won't that be that able was... to do anything but that that yeah. little that line that little monologue that guy gave like you'll basically have wished you were dead like all of your accomplishments are going to be given to other people right no one's ever going to know your name what yep. you did except the people that then make this yeah. The funniest thing is that the the Russian government or whoever is trying to sue the creators of that show and everyone's just like, "What? Like it's factual." Well, even though. those even the little facts that roll at the end of the series, like saying like how like the records they kept and how what they say the official death toll is and yeah. all that shit. Like what was it like 4 to 13,000 or something and they're like it only lists 31. Yeah. Yeah. All of that shit apparently the podcast goes more in depth, which is fun because I would, there's a part of me that loves the story part of it, but then also I would really like to hear the actual documentary of it. Like if they had an accompanying like hour long documentary on HBO, I would watch that in a heartbeat yes. because the little facts at the end, when I didn't know it was the last episode, I was like, Oh, I want all of that. Oh, uh, um, the girl that was the the wife of the one firefighter that yes. ended up being pregnant. True true character. True human. Yes. Truman, we like to call them here. Played by Jesse Buckley, who is the lead in that movie I've told you 1,800 times to watch, Beast. Uh, and now she's going to be in that new movie coming out. Uh, blah, 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 blah. It's supposed to be really popular. Wild Rose. It's gotten really good reviews. And she's like a Irish... Um, Irish prisoner who gets out of jail for whatever she does and she tries to like achieve a dream of like being a country star in America and she does everything on the soundtrack and everything and apparently it's really really good hmm. so go watch Beast motherfucker because me and Lucy just talked about it the other day again wild basically it's just I'll a girl to. that falls in love with a guy that may or may not be a prime suspect in murdering multiple little girls in a little country 
I'll have to. I like it's on Shutter to stream, and I think I, I think have it it's on Plex. Plex. Yeah, it's on Plex. I was like going through Plex the other day because I randomly rewatched Mission Impossible Fallout, which is still probably my favorite action movie made to this day. That could be prime uh, podcast material down the Fallout? road. Fallout, Beast. Oh, Beast. Mission Impossible. Oh, I'll watch it eventually. Mission Impossible Fallout. You haven't seen it? Yeah. I thought you watched it in theaters. No, dude. It the last is. Last one I saw was Mission Impossible Two. I just hate Tom Cruise. I do too, but also he did such a good job with War of the Worlds remake, and I that story is just such a like a, a special thing to my heart. Yeah. Uh, so when they did that, and it was like shot in Jersey, I was like, dude, this is so sick. Um, but Mission Impossible Fallout. The other thing that I did today, you know how like uh people that are super productive are like, I've been up since the sunrise, and I got all this shit done before like you even woke up. What does that say about you? The Rock. I feel like I'm that way, but with movies and doing nothing productive. Because I watched... What time is it right now? It is. 5.55. So like 6 o'clock. I, before 2 p.m., I watched all three Toy Stories. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> I randomly woke up at 8. I was laying in bed, just scrolling through my phone. I was like, what the fuck am I doing right now? Let me just pop on a Toy Story. And then the next thing I know, I was like, oh, this shit's over already. Because you like pop on a movie in the background, you kind of pay attention to it. You're kind of waking up. You're kind of on your phone. The next thing you know, you've watched all three Toy Stories. I've kept Toy Stories done. I, kept I don't it know the why past. the fuck. Thank you. Because I said this There's before. There's no need for a fourth movie. I'm not going to watch it. I don't give a fuck. I don't Thank care. You. I read the Wikipedia plot summary. I know I'd be angry if I went to see it. I said you this did to it somebody. I was like, why fuck did you make off. a fourth one? And I think it was just like people that don't really care and are just like, I'll just go see a movie maybe. I forget who it was. But they were like, why not? And I was like, we sat through the end of Toy Story 3 being like, oh, they're fucking dying. Like, I'm done. And then they didn't die. And we're like, all right, well, that's still a heartbreaking ending. I gave the emotion. I'm done. And then they're like, oh, we're going to come out a decade later with a whole new story. It's like your favorite band going on their farewell tour, sitting at home for three years, and then being like, we're back, bitches. Oh, you mean I'm like looking Motion at you, City Motion soundtrack? City soundtrack? Yeah. <laughs> Literally, I was like, okay. I saw that, and I texted somebody who I know is a fan of theirs, and I was like, when did they do their quote-unquote farewell tour? Like, like two years ago. Last year? And he was like, yeah, like two or three, but it's fine. I'm a big fan. Dude, I saw that one tweet. Someone it was popular. It was like new rule: if you're if you go on a farewell tour, you have to sit home for like ten years and get a real job or something like that. Like you or can't just fucking like, jump yeah. back. Or don't call it a farewell tour. Yeah, just be like, Do oh, we're just going out. Just say, yeah, we're going. We're going on hiatus. We don't know how long it's going to be. Just say, yeah. We just say like, or don't. Just literally don't. Just do a tour. And oh my god, that was an inner burp. That was an inner burp. I'm so sorry. But yeah, like this isn't just Motion City, but it's that whole idea because if you say it's the fucking final one. You have to look at how much money your fans are putting into traveling to go see you to like Thursday, Thursday already playing European festivals now. Dude, like moving their fucking schedule around, taking off of work, missing whatever. Like the whole thing goes on and on to see a fucking like hour and a half set that you say is your final set ever in that city near them. And then for them to come back out like two or three years, I'm like, motherfucker. Obviously, I don't care, but still. Yeah, there's exceptions to the rule. Like, I think even like Under Oath, like they really broke up because I was like, yo, we're done. Like, right. the one, like the singer's like a heroin junkie, like fucking everything up. Half the dudes don't even believe in Jesus anymore. Then they were like sat home. I guess the one guy got clean and was like, yo, we can still be a band and like not like Jesus. We could just write regular non Christian songs. And they were like, all right, yeah, let's do that. 
and now they do Radio Rock, and they'll be opening for Corn and Alice in Chains. There's like a part of me that if that's what you do, like you should have to change your band name. And they put out a fucking YouTube video, literally just like, yeah, no, we're not a Christian band anymore, and uh, yeah. No, if I was still, the singer said, if I was still, if I was a Christian still, I'd be dead. It's like, wow. That's insane. And then you have fucking- but one of the, a lot of other guys, apparently, because all of them don't believe, they yeah. said they weren't comfortable labeling themselves as such. So, like, there's still guys in the band that are, but uh, there's some that aren't. So, they're like, we're not going to, like, we're not, it's unfair to, like, project this, like, yo, we're a Christian band, but, right. like, we're not. So, it's like hardcore bands where only some of them are straight edge. Pretty much. They can't see Even, like, Bleeding Through, which yeah. they're playing the House of Independence in August. That's a fucked up show. Pending if you're on poster summer or not. Uh, I'm not, but we'll get into it. Oh. Uh, oh. Off off pod. Oh, off the mic. A, an answer as to whether or not I'll still be here during He'll, August through October. <laughs> He'll tell us. The answer off the mic. is yes, but the reasoning may surprise you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, fucking, what else have I seen? Uh, uh, I, right, I saw, I saw the new Child's Play. How was that? So, and again, <laughs> this was brought up in the past. Yeah. The Child's Play franchise yeah. still exists with Don Mancini, and he's created all. Not yeah, he's yeah he's written I think and directed every single movie. Yeah. Um, Brad Dourif is the voice. Blah blah blah. That franchise still exists. It put out a movie about two years ago, mm-hmm. The Cult of Chucky, and now they are developing a Sci-Fi Channel original series that continues the narrative, with maybe some new characters and such. There's a weird clause where uh, I forget the studio that put out the first Child's Play. They own the rights to that, therefore entitling them to, if they wanted to, make a reboot or a remake of that movie, which they did. Um, and Aubrey Plaza is the mom. The kid is, I don't know if it's anyone. Do they address that in the movie that she's super young? Uh, they kind of, it's kind of like never addressed. It looks like she's a widow, young widow. I saw a clip, but I couldn't tell if it was like a joke clip for an interview or if it was in the movie where she says something like listen i had a crazy 16 or 17 a sweet 16 uh, uh you know that's in the movie a crazy productive sweet 16 yeah okay like the movie is very funny it's very much a comedy is it like it where it is like a pop horror movie so the whole the whole mo- the movie is very different in the original child's play franchise there's a serial killer who literally uses a voodoo fucking curse yes to extract his body into a doll and then he's trying to get out of that doll body into uh the main character andy the boy who gets that doll as a gift eerily similar to detective pikachu kind of yeah (laughs) um so this will all roll around but yeah so i mean the longer he's in that body the more he becomes like stuck in that body so there's always that rush for him to get out and possess another body that's why you know in child's play that whole thing at some point they abandon that because he's just stuck there yeah um in this movie it's literally artificial intelligence and it's very much social commentary on like how all of our technology is like controlled by a couple companies because there's one company they do all like the thermostats the tvs it's like amazon basically and now they have this artificial intelligent doll uh buddy yes you know to hang out with kids and it like uh, retina scans the kid and like you can have a conversation with them and everything else um the way they explain it is uh basically a disgruntled worker just fucking takes off security protocols and all the shit on like on the uh the doll and that doll goes to that this kid. specific chucky yeah gotcha um Buddy. throughout the movie it's very much like 
it's not like, oh my god, this doll's fucking terrifying and trying to kill this kid. It's like really good friends with him and they develop a good bond, but then like he's getting jealous of other shit and then it becomes almost like scorned lover and it's like, you're not happy. I'm gonna like a cat scratches him and he like tries to kill the cat. Yeah. Like that kind of shit. It's very zany, very over the top. There's fun relationships that the kid develops with other kids. Mm-hmm. It's it was an hour and a half. Like I feel like it went Perfect. by in a blink, especially after how many last movies I've been to that were like over two hours long. Yes. We we're like, oh, cool. Yes, it was a seven o'clock movie. We we're out by eight fifty-five. That's Whatever the fuck. Perfect. Um, so overall, like all the John Wicks, I feel like that like hour and a half is so nice. I think it's performing well and people are surprised. Even ones like myself that were like a vocal critic of like like they could totally exist simultaneously because it's such a different thing and mark hamill's a really good chucky okay um and it's very much again like ai robot kind of thing so it's a totally different a totally different feel like they could have easily just called it a different thing and created a whole new universe but it also works this way yeah paperboy is in it but uh paperboy he's not yes he's not paperboy yeah no (laughs) (laughs) he uh Donald Glover just writes the the rights. He like <laughs> signs off on the rights paper of Paperboy in everything he ever does. He's getting a lot of work. So He's good. He was like a Broadway actor or something like that before he did Atlanta. Um but Yeah, I liked it overall. So I'd say go see it and I, I think will. they do have plans depending on its performance to kind of expand upon it, do more sequels. My um, plan for this week is uh I haven't seen Gene anymore. I have Wait, it's not even in theaters anymore? Or oh, you I don't just know. Call- oh, I thought you were no, saying-, I'm saying I haven't seen it yet. Yeah, me neither. My plan is to go see that Toy Story 4. Is Child's Play like scary to the no. point that if I saw no. it alone? They're not scary. Okay. There's not a single moment of that movie that's scary. Besides, okay. there might be like a jump. one or two jump scares, but aren't even jump scares because you know what's going to happen. You know how it's coming. It's like- Okay. Then I might see that. I feel like. Lindsay didn't. <gasps> grab my arm once i can't register her anymore i used to be able to compare my viewing and my taste buds with hers but she didn't think those hot sauces were hot and she didn't think hereditary was scary yeah so i think she's an alien she's big on like jump like jump speaking scares of which weakness. ooh, what 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 i watched that bob lazar thing i haven't I mean, the one that brennan was yelling us to watch i want to watch the podcast with joe rogan first and then go see you might want to see the documentary first and, and then, then the that. podcast i haven't listened to the podcast but i imagine it's like he even said he's like this is scary <laughs> It's spooky. It's like mind bending, but the way it's done and we can even like deep dive into it if it becomes a cultural phenomenon, which it might if he's on the Joe Rogan podcast, the way it's made as a film and documentary is so shitty. Yeah. Like it's so cheesy. You could easily watch, which I know you like to do, so it might be perfect. You could watch half of it and then turn it off and be like, I get it. Mm. Like, or just skip through because they're ran like it's narrated by Mickey Rourke. Oh God! And it's super like, how can we make this even trippier? Where like, if you just gave me the interview with this main Bob Lazar guy, I'd love it. Mm-hmm. So maybe the podcast is better. But is it Bob Lazar or the dude who did it? I think it's both. Okay, because in the in the documentary, he's super like, I'm tired of talking about this. I'm pretty sure it's both guys. Let me see. Yo, th- I've been. <laughs> I did it yesterday. Yeah. Uh, I follow a YouTube account mm-hmm. uh, that is a betting thing uh, that JBL is a part of, and JBL will go on YouTube every day and give you free picks. Oh, my God. I did a four-pick MLB thing yesterday and won 30 bucks. It was Holy like shit. It was 
three money lines and one run line, like the Yankees game, like over 10. Yeah. Killed it. That's insane. So, uh, yeah, Philly Godfather on YouTube. Shout out. It's definitely like, so the Bob Lazar thing is worth it if you're into spooky alien shit. Um, and if you believe it, but it's also very, Bob Lazar and Jeremy Corbell. That's the guy that Jeremy Corbell literally looks like a pop punk drummer uh, that then started to make movies and like never shaved his beard or changed his haircut. Who's that? Uh, that guy that uh, Charlemagne the God Charlemagne the God. I listened to that episode. Is the, he on Joe Rogan? Him <laughs> and, uh, and Andrew. Whatever. Dude, it's hilarious. Andrew who? The shit they talk about. Andrew Schulz. Okay. Dude, and they're just making fun of him because he's saying like random shit about how he like when he was a kid he was super in the Teen Wolf and he wanted to be Teen Wolf for real and he says that he like tried to do something and he felt his ears get pointy for a second. He's <laughs> a weird like, dude. You see this shit? This dude's insane. He's a weird fucking dude. Dude, it's so funny. He's like self-made. Like, dude, I don't know shit. He's like, I don't know music. I don't know that. I, yeah, I don't. I just show up. It was very much like who could boast louder and be more like braggadocious and get a bigger following on the radio. Yeah. And he did it. Yep. Um, and putting curses on people. Did he curse somebody? Isn't he the one that would put curses on like NBA players saying you're never going to, you're never going to win a ring. No, that was, uh, what's his fucking name? Not that was Lil B, the bass oh. god. Not oh, okay, B. so I mixed up my gods. Lil B is just like he was an underground rapper and became like super famous. Uh, and he says that he invented the whole like wrist dance thing that James Harden does. Mm-hmm. And he's like, "That's my dance, and whoever uses it without permission is going to be cursed." And James Harden has used it without permission for years, and that's why he's not one. <laughs> I think this year Lil B uh, lifted the he curse. He did lift the curse. Yeah, but they still didn't win. You're pug wilding out back I need to see... Oh, Men in Black. That's the other one that I really want to see. Uh, I literally canceled tickets because I saw how horrible it was, and I was like, nope, I'm not doing this. I want to see it Another just two hour for... Movie. Just for uh, like Tessa, Chris, and Kamel Nanjiani being there as like a buddy comedy. Yeah, nah. But I have heard really bad things. I saw enough Nothing that was like out- overwhelmingly bad. Where I was like, I'm not going to see. There's this. not a single movie out right now with good reviews that I'm like, I need to go see that in theaters that are in my theaters right this second. So I'm like, I just want to go see stupid movies for fun. Yeah, like the X Men's one thing, but I can't. I can't commit two hours like that. Like I'll all wait for Plex and then watch it. Then half watch it on my phone. To be fair, the trailers for Men in Black International look like it was shot so horribly that I wouldn't mind skipping the theater. Yeah. But a movie that was, uh, I don't know, the more and more I think about it, the more and more I realize how awful it was, but the more and more that I loved just being in this universe, which is like half of a good movie. Pokemon Detective Pikachu. Pokemon Detective Pikachu. uh, The more and more I dissect it, the more and more I think it's shitty. (laughs) I mean, what what do you expect from a fucking Pokemon? It movie? was funny. Like, we're not going to do forty five minutes on it. It was funny. No. The idea alone has plot holes, but it was hilarious. I didn't enjoy most of it. Really? Yeah, I was like, all right, where, what's happening? From the very first second, I was like, this is funny. I was just the whole it's idea of it. I was like, this Pokemon, is really funny. But the last game I ever played was Yellow, and I'm like, what the fuck are half these things? Yes, I agree with that. But I mean, like, that's our problem, not their problem. Yeah, no, no, yeah. no. Yeah, I'm saying for me as a 30 year old man, and you, t- I'm 30 now. Yes, now you know, you get it, you get it. But I loved it. 
yeah, I didn't love it. It was a thing. I'm like, cool. I got to watch it. I didn't have to leave my couch. Right. One of the cool things I thought was uh, that the the main character literally like is interacting with Pokemon the same way that we do. Like, it's not like you're transported to a world where Pokemon are normalized. It's them going to a city where they are. And he's like, what the fuck? Like, why is this happening? I'm not used to it. Yeah. So that makes the viewer a lot or the viewing a lot easier. It's not just like, oh, yeah, Pokemon are everywhere, and that's normal to everybody. There was certain shit they could have played up more, like they were in, like, the bar lounge, and Jigglypuff's, like, the loudest singer and shit like that. Like, I thought everyone was going to fall asleep. That's what I'm saying. Why? Yeah. I was like, that's what I said. I was like, yo, everyone's going to fall asleep, right? No. <laughs> there are definitely plot holes to it if you go through it. Obviously, like, there are big plot holes about Ryan Reynolds and all that shit. Uh, the funniest thing to me was uh, when they accidentally kill Mr. Mime. Yes. Yeah, like threatening him with like a uh, gasoline. That scene was so funny. I th- like that's the thing. I think if you go into it being like, I'm just gonna watch this dumb fucking movie about Pokemon, it's very funny. I I did, and I guess we'll preemptively spoiler alert. At yeah, some point, I, I looked over and went, "Yo, Ryan Reynolds is his dad. Watch, you haven't seen him this entire movie. Ryan Reynolds is the dad." So All here's what people- pisses me off. Yeah, if that's his dad. How does he not know that that's his dad's voice? And I know he hasn't seen him since he was younger, and he's playing up how much he hates his dad, how much his dad like 100%. didn't care for him. If you hated somebody and thought about somebody that much, you would recognize your dad's voice. That and, and Mewtwo being like, let me undo what is done, and, and everyone right. comes out of their Pokemon, but somehow he still stayed in because he needs an extra magic spell to get his right. dad to pop out. And also, if that's the case, then everybody should have understood him. It's just they're, they're, the more you dissect it, the more plot holes. Which again, we're, we're, then, but then we realize we're dissecting a PG fucking Pokemon movie, and it's like obviously they were like, no, fucking kids are seeing this. Who cares? Like, just do this. I saw it in a theater with just my friend and no one else. So we literally, it was like being on a couch. Uh, I don't know how I watched it on Plex to be honest with you, and it was a total legit copy. I my, <laughs> it was not a theater. Like my favorite part of it is when they go into the factory or whatever, and they're like, "Oh, they're mutating Pokemon to change their whatever," and they see those ones that I have no fucking idea what they are because they're yeah. like second or third or fourth generation, where all they do is they open their top lid and then close it, and their lid is like a forest or shrubbery. Yeah, and they're like, "Oh, well, these are just the smaller sizes. I don't know where the bigger ones are." Cut to five minutes later, they're in the forest or in the woods, mountainous area, and there's what they think is an earthquake. And it takes them 30 minutes to understand, oh, it's the bigger Pokemon. Which is like a Godzilla thing, apparently. But also, my favorite part of that is that they take a hard stance against climate change, which I died laughing. Because at some point, if you haven't seen the movie, at some point they're on these Pokemon that are moving... They don't realize that they're Pokemon. They think it's literally just an earthquake happening and mountains shifting tectonic plate bullshit. And the main character yells out at this point, how do you like not believe in climate change or something like that in the middle of the movie? And I was like, oh my God, that's amazing. This is a perfect film. Pokemon. I like the Godzilla guy was in it. Yeah. I mean, he's going to be. It makes sense. I thought he did a good job. I wish he was. I wish Godzilla was better. Yeah, I've been researching that a lot. I've been researching a fuck ton about King of Monsters and just learning all about. Yeah, you sent me that article. They like added in little shit here and there, and then I don't know. Yo, 
Yeah. Because obviously I'm tapped out on Pikachu. It's like 15 minutes. <laughs> I got to bring Lucy to go see the new, or to go see Endgame with the extra shit in it. Oh, I want to see that. It's just end credit shit, apparently, but. It's just an excuse to actually go see it again. They're like not telling anybody what it is. They're just like, there's extra stuff, but we don't want to say what it is. Just please help us beat Avatar. It's just uh, Robert Downey Jr. doing the running butthole challenge into his iPhone. What? The running butthole challenge. What the fuck is that? It's when you set your cell phone up into video mode and you get a running start at the phone (laughs) and you turn into it and you're trying to basically butt dive on your phone but you pull down your pants at the last second to try to get your butthole <laughs> oh, in the video, the video for, i saw a twitter video of that like a week ago i had yeah. no idea it was a thing yeah it's a worldwide phenomenon oh it must be huge <laughs> <laughs> created by a gay porn star literally i only saw that one video of it that's amazing running butthole challenge look it up kids can't wait to watch more of it um well thank you so much this has been oh man diplo was in this movie yeah. Also, He's the DJ at some point, and when they go to the uh, the, the, was like, the underground R shit? fight scene, yeah, yeah, was the R shit the fucking uh, that makes the Pokemon go crazy? Was that not just the same shit that happens in Despicable Me when the fucking the minions become the fucking easy the crazy purple like because they got the, the chemicals? It's been so long since I've seen the first Despicable Me. Not the Despicable Me. The the the, the third one. Oh, I always fall asleep when I watch that. It's the third one, I think. Yeah, there's like something that happens and they can makes the minions turn into fucking like crazy purple monsters. Oh shit. Man, they're like all hyped up and shit. This is easily our best episode ever. I think so. Minus Bowser being a piece of shit. What are we at? Like twenty minutes? Thirty six. Alright, well uh I consider that to be an episode. We promise we'll come back with more. Hope you enjoy just this is like a podcast mukbang. <laughs> Except we're not eating. Mukbangs are the fucking in theory, I get it. What is that? A mukbang is like YouTubers that film themselves eating a large amount of food or just a normal amount of food. But the whole point is that you put it on and you're supposed to like have your food set up with you. Uh-huh. So it's like you're sharing a meal with them, even though you've never met them and they're on your computer screen. And they like talk about random shit and they say like how their day is going and you're supposed to be like sharing a meal. Good job. Oh, boy. Um, but they're also using it for ASMR as well nowadays. So, like, they have a very good microphone set up to hear them chewing. Hey, we can do an ASMR thing to end the show, and I could just hard pan our microphones. I literally fucking hate ASMR. I have something uh, that I've had for years that I didn't know how to name. It's called, or I didn't know how to name or diagnose it. It's called misophonia. It is where you hate mouth noises and certain frequencies. People can do anything. But yeah. the sound of chewing in my fucking eardrums makes me just like irate. I don't know why. Happens. Here, pop in your headphones now for some cool ASMR. This is what it sounds like in your right ear if I brush what little amount of beard I have on it directly. Just, <laughs> just freak him out. Uh, all right. Thanks so much. Uh, next week, I'll tell you all about Toy Story 4, Dark Phoenix, maybe yeah. Men in Black, maybe other shit. Or I will literally see none of them, stay at home, watch wrestling, and do nothing. We'll watch Dark Phoenix. Okay, see you. Bye.
Bye.